The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. This sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepare the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 62 on the bottom of page 413. My soul truly waiteth still upon God, for of him cometh my salvation. He verily is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not greatly fail. How long will ye imagine mischief against every man? Ye shall be slain all the sword of you. Yea, as a tottering wall shall ye be, and like a broken hedge. Their device is only how to put him out when, whom God will exalt. Their delight is in lies. They give good words with their mouth, but curse with their heart. Nevertheless, my soul, wait thou still upon God, for my hope is in him. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not fall. In God is my health and my glory, the rock of my might, in God is my trust. O put your trust in him alway, ye people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our hope. As for the children of men, they are but vanity. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the weights they are altogether lighter than vanity itself. O trust not in wrong and robbery. Give not yourselves unto vanity. Riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God spake once and twice, I have also heard the same, that power belongeth unto God. And that thou, Lord, art merciful, for thou rewardest every man according to his work. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here beginneth the 27th chapter of the book of Genesis. Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old, and his eyes were so dim that he could not see, that he called Esau his older son, 
and said to him, My son. And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me savory food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt game and to bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, and that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Look, Esau my brother is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself, and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son, only obey my voice, and go, get them for me. And he went and got them, and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory food, such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread, which she had prepared, into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near, that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him, because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Then he said, Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's game, so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing, and blessed him, and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. 
let peoples serve you and nations bow down to you be master over your brethren and let your mother's sons bow down to you cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you here endeth the first lesson blessed art thou lord god of our fathers praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven praised and exalted above all forever glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen here beginneth the seventh chapter of the first epistle to the corinthians now concerning the things of which you wrote to me it is good for a man not to touch a woman nevertheless because of sexual immorality let each man have his own wife and let, let each woman have her own husband let the husband render to his wife the affection due her and likewise also the wife to her husband the wife does not have authority over her own body but the husband does and likewise the husband does not have authority over his own body but the wife does do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control but i say this as a concession not as a commandment for i wish that all men were even as myself but each one has his own gift from god one in this manner and another in that but i say to the unmarried and to the widows it is good for them if they remain even as i am but if they cannot exercise self-control let them marry for it is better to marry than to burn with passion now to the married i command yet not i but the lord a wife is not to depart from her husband but even if she does depart let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband and a husband is not to divorce his wife but to the rest i not the lord say if any brother has a wife who does not believe and she is willing to live with him let him not divorce her and a woman who has a husband who does not believe if he is willing to live with her let her not divorce him for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband otherwise your children would be unclean but now they are holy but if the unbeliever departs let him depart a brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases but god has called us to peace for how do you know o wife whether you will save your husband or how do you know o husband whether you will save your wife but as god has distributed to each one 
as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk, and so I ordain in all the churches. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants. Stretch forth thy right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create making us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. The whole story of, uh, you know, this, this uh, fool, you know, fooling Isaac that uh, Jacob is really Esau needs to be seen against the backdrop of the revelation that Rebecca got when she was pregnant, where God, she, she asked God and she, um, you know, what's going on? And she said, well, there's two nations in your womb and, and the older will serve the younger. So a revelation was given to Rebecca before they were even born that Jacob would be, um, would, would be greater than I, than um, Esau. And so, but what we have in this, in this narrative that is subsequent is, is sort of similar to what we had with um, Abraham and, and uh, Sarah, where God had revealed this, that they'd you know, have a child, a seed that would inherit it, and they couldn't figure out how that was so, so they went about doing it on their own and ended up having um, you know, Ishmael and all the, all the things that ensued from that. And here we have a situation where we have the the, the revelation to to Sarah, excuse me, to Rebecca, but then we have have all the ways that Jacob and Rebecca work on their own to accomplish that what God said He would do, and 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 this is kind of the human um, this is kind of the human temptation or fallenness is is to see what God wants or to assume what your God wants to see what God wants or has told us and then to figure out our own way of getting it rather than trusting that God will, will, will bring it to pass in his good time. We don't know a lot of elements of the story. For example, uh, did, did Rebecca tell Isaac that God had told her this and was Isaac reluctant to hear and then Rebecca felt like she had to, so you have two points of manipulation, um, Jacob stealing the, the, the birthright, and then you have this stealing the blessing. And um, so th they do it in their own way, that which God has promised. If they just waited on God, perhaps it would have been at, at the time when the blessing came, because this deathbed blessing was the thing that sealed kind of the inheritance. We'll get this later on at the end of Genesis and the blessing of the 12 tribes. So we don't know, but that's, but it's, it's, it's in our own lives as the application is, you know, we know the good things God wants for us. And then we go about, okay, let me show you how I, you can, you know, I can get them for myself rather than sort of praying and waiting on God to, to do what he has said he would do. And, and, and then with, then also with the way that they went about doing it on their own, God still was faithful, but they all had to learn hard lessons. Jacob's going to have a hard road as God shows him by 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 putting him in touch with the chief manipulator Laban. He has somebody who's going to he's going to have to learn his lesson because everything that we do that that doesn't follow in faith 
we end up having to, having to learn our lesson, you know, so we understand it wasn't the right way to do it and we grow. So there's that, that lesson in this narrative to reflect on human beings trying to do God's will in their own way rather than just trusting God. God's will always prevail in our lives as they do in the patriarchal narratives, but it might be easier if we could just trust and, and listen and wait for God to, to do his will in his good time. One final note on this marriage passage in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 7, it's, it's a fairly important passage, I think. We're actually going to miss the end of it in our lectionary. I'd recommend reading from verse 17 on. But St. Paul has a very sane view of marriage, and unlike later church history, which tended to see a marriage state as, as like morally inferior to a celibate state, for St. Paul, it's largely a practical thing here. He was happy he had the gift of celibacy. Why? Because his missionary work would be utterly impossible with a wife and family. And, and, and it is a gift when someone is able to live a single life in order to devote themselves fully to God. If you don't, if you get married, then, yeah, you're always going to have a, a large part of life caught up in, in family concerns and that and not as much. To, to just think about the kingdom as a sole focus. But even then, the principle here is that everything we do is to be done in the light of the kingdom. Marriage is only understood in terms of how it, it fits into the reality of the kingdom we're living. And in our culture, there tends to be an idolatry of, of, of marriage sometimes where we think of it the other way around, that, that, that how will marriage make me happy? And, and we, when we exalt human relationships as an end, and then sort of wonder why God isn't doing what we need or here or there, we have to right that ship and understand that we always have to see our commitments in marriage or our commitments of single person in light of how they pertain to the kingdom. This is where I'm called to serve God. And that, that this also highlights why marriage is a vocation. It's hard to love another person for a long time. And it's not about making you happy. It's about you learning how to love in real time and, and make sacrifices like Christ made for the church and, 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 and to, to be in relation with someone the way that, that the church is to God when, when we don't always understand what he's doing. So we, we, the whole point of, of marriage here is that it must be understood in the light of the kingdom, not the other way around, which is a, a grave cultural temptation. So, a couple thoughts on today's lessons. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, 
giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our 